Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzovino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Open them up to the 127th Psalm, verse 20. 107, verse 20. He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Say this with me. He sent His Word and healed me. Now, you know what it means when it says that the Word will never change? He said, Though heaven and earth pass away, my Word will not pass away. I am the Lord thy God. I change not. That Scripture will say that till Jesus comes. And it will never stop saying that He sent His Word and healed you. Think about that. The only thing that's subject to change is you. He's not subject to change. And he's not about to change. He said, I've sent my word and I healed you and delivered you out of all, everything, all your troubles, all the affliction, all the sickness, all the disease, all the calamity. Isn't that what it says? Well, if he sent his word and healed us, then we're healed. Now, I've learned something that that word cannot fail. And if the word cannot fail and cannot change, then the only thing that's left is up to us. I cannot back off the word for a minute. There is healing in the word of God. And not only is there healing in the word, there's healing in his wings. Go to Malachi 4.2. The reason why the church has never trusted God for the healing of their body is because they haven't heard it preached enough. And if you don't hear the word preached enough, it doesn't get light in your spirit. Consequently, people get defeated in that area. Well, I'll tell you what right now. Next to my salvation from spiritual death, I want to walk in a healthy body. Don't you? I want to walk in a healthy body. I wanted to walk in a healthy body before I got saved. Sure as the world, I want to walk in one now that I'm saved. How about you? I mean, why in the world did you go to a doctor in the first place? Was it was to try to get better, didn't you? Isn't that right? Isn't that what you did? You wanted to stay healthy. People are on all kind of uh, programs to health foods and, and exercises and this and diets and that to stay healthy. Isn't that right? Some people were so fearful of getting sick that it killed them. Fear of death. Fear of germs. You know, someone like that. Fear of disease. Fear, fear, fear of all these things caused their death. Isn't that right? It's happened. Now, in Malachi, the fourth chapter, let's... Well, I said verse 2, but let's back it up just a little bit. And uh, let's begin right from the very beginning, verse 1. 
Let's just start right over there at verse 1 and read right on through. Now, in the fourth chapter, verse 1, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day shall cometh, that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. He's risen. How many of you fear the name? How many of you fear the name of the Lord? Well, then the Son of Righteousness has arisen. He's raised up from the dead. And he has healing where? In his wings. Now notice these two phrases. There's healing in the word. He sent his word and healed them. And there's healing in his wings. If you abide in me and my what? Word abides in you. Ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Also, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We shall be under his feathers and wings. Shall we trust? Where's the healing? In his wings. No, there's promises and there's conditions. You've got to abide in him and the word's got to abide in you and there's healing in that word. And if you abide under the shadow of the Almighty, walk not only in the word but in the reflected image of his love and abide under that protection, then there's healing in his wings. As a matter of fact, David went a little bit further and said, he forgiveth all my iniquities. He healeth all my diseases. He redeemeth my life from destruction. He crowns with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things that my youth may be restored like the eagles. And he's talking about, you see, there's a, there's a renewing of the life. Matter of fact, Caleb said, Forty-five years have come and gone, and as strong as I was then, I'm just as strong as I am now, both to do battle and both to go out and fight. Caleb said, 85 years old. Someone says, well, them 85 years old back then was the same as 85 years old now. Why not? How do you figure that? 85 years is 85 years. Isn't that right? Isn't it? Well, there's healing in the Word of God. If you'll back that thing up, you'll find out that Caleb wholly followed the Lord, spirit, soul, and body. He wholly followed the Lord, completely trusted in the Lord. And he says, when all the other brothers that went, you know, those that went up with him, came back, they gave an evil report, and caused the hearts of my brothers and sisters to faint or to melt within them, and they wouldn't go in. But I said, no, the Lord my God. You know what that reminds me of? A thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it won't come now you, Caleb. And Caleb said, I'm just going right on in. And the Lord kept my strength as it was 45 years ago. It is this day. And I'll fight you just the same as I would then. That's pretty good. Isn't it? Why? There's healing in the Word. And there's healing in His wings. Now, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 1.12 that God watches over His Word to perform it. Does He not? He keeps his eyes. We already said that the eyes of the Lord run him to and fro throughout the whole earth. Now, if you just meditate, you know, we read and quote these scriptures so quickly. Well, I do anyhow. Sometimes if we stop and meditate on these scriptures and really see with our spiritual eyes what they're saying. 
He says, I watch over my word to perform it, and my eyes are going throughout the entirety of this earth to show myself strong on the behalf of those that are perfect towards me. Well, what's he saying? He's looking for somebody that will dare rise up and declare that the Lord his God is his protector. The Lord his God is his shield and buckler. The Lord his God is El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. And I don't have to turn to the right or to the left. I don't have to look for, uh, across the sea to find help in time of need. But the greater one lives in me. The greater one lives in me. My God is greater than any need that comes my way. He's greater than any circumstance. He's greater than any sickness or disease that would try to attach itself to my body. And instead of having an evil report, then we'd have a good report. I don't care what the circumstance is in your life. You'll just shun that thing aside. You'll just shun away from sickness and disease. And you'll say, it just can't live in my body. It just can't live in my body. When? When the Word abides in you and you abide under the wings of the Almighty. Do you know to stay under those wings means that you have got to walk in love? Do you know if you really reverently fear the name of the Lord your God, you would be... And when I say afraid, I don't mean it in, in, in fear like the devil would put on you. I mean you would be afraid, reverently fearing God to step across the line of His love. You think about that for a moment. When you say one word out of the love of God, you are walking in darkness. Every step out of love is a step into darkness. Every step out of the love of God is a step into darkness. And you have taken yourself out of the protection of the wings of the Almighty God. Now, if you're going to walk in divine health, and people say, well, you, you guys preach this health business. If you find a man that's... Show me a man that's walking in divine health. I'll show you a man that's walking in the love of God. I'll show you a man that's praying a lot. I'll show you a man that's reading the Word of God. I'll show you a man that's got the Word abiding in him. And when I say walking in divine health, listen to me. I don't mean this. Someone says, well, you know, brother, I never got sick till I came to one of your services. Glory, glory. <laughs> That's right. I never got sick. I heard you preach the word about healing. And I said, I, well, I never get sick. Boom. Because you didn't hear the word before. But when you get the seed of God's word inside your heart, the thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's coming and he's knocking on your door. That's why this walk isn't for sissies. <laughs> it's not. I'm telling you right now, if you don't like to fight... Now, I'm not talking about fighting the devil because you don't fight the devil. He's already been whipped. I'm talking about the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. A good fight's a fight that you win. But a better fight... You know, we're more than conquerors, right? Through him that loved us. And, you know, I've shared this with you before. We talk about, a, we talk about someone who's a, a conqueror and someone who's more than a conqueror. And a conqueror is someone who wins the fight. I mean, you know, they get in the ring and if they're boxing, one wins the fight. He says, I'm a conqueror. Well, he gets a paycheck for a million dollars. He takes it home to his, to his wife and says, honey, here's the paycheck. She says, I'm more than a conqueror. She didn't fight the fight, but she got the money. So she's more than a conqueror, isn't that right? He may have been a conqueror, but glory to God, she's more than a conqueror. And Jesus fought the fight and he won the battle and he's a conqueror, but we're more than conquerors through him that loves us because we don't have to have to fight the fight. We just got the victory. 
All you're doing is just believing God's word, standing on God's word, fighting the good fight of faith. That's all. You're no match for the devil anyhow. What makes you think? You know, you can handle him. Well, now, someone says, well, you know, I, I, I never got attacked with sickness or disease in my body like I've been since I come in here. Yeah, you're right. You keep coming. He be, keep be trying to get it out of you. Trying to get out of you. He's trying to discourage you. He's trying to get you to realize something. He's trying to get you to realize that until you grow tight and grow up to where the Word of God is cleaving to your spirit in the area of divine healing and divine health, until you fully understand and you become a full-grown tree of healing, He is going to fight you every step of the way, and He's going to try to slap on you every sickness and every disease you could possibly think of. And in some cases, He's going to assign a demon spirit on your shoulder to make sure your nose runs 24 hours a day and seven days a week. I mean that. He will. In some cases, that's when you're pers- persistent. Persistence. When when something is you know persisting in your life, mostly it's a demon spirit. I mean, let's face it. You don't. Your nose just doesn't run every day for a year. I mean, not even in a natural. Right. I mean, you know, before I got saved, I never had any problem with that. I mean, if I, you know, before I got saved, if I got the flu, I had the flu, I got over, and I was all right. Once I got saved, seemed like he just wanted to keep something on you forever. I says, well, you know, I said, I just, hey, I'm just, I've had enough of this. This old maniac, I said, I just had enough of you. You think you're going to apply the pressure on me and keep me into a state to where the Word won't work in me? I'm going to show you something. I'm going to eat the Word, drink the Word, sleep the Word, talk about the Word, and I'm going to force you out of my life. And I'm just going to put on your neck the pressure of faith by God's Word until you can't even stand in my presence any longer. The Bible says He'll flee from you. It's time he started doing his fleeing. Amen? Amen. No, if you come and listen to the faith, you hear faith preached, your faith antenna goes up way high in the air and the devil assigns three demon spirits and says, you go get and mark that fellow right over there. He got out of the air of faith. You try to get that antenna down. That's what he's trying to do. That's what he wants to do. Someone says, well, this shouldn't be happening to me because, you know, I'm born again, spirit-filled Christian. Why should this thing come on me? And then he gets an air of condemnation. You try to say, well, what did I do wrong? Probably didn't do anything wrong. He's just coming. You know, you don't have to do anything wrong for him to come. He'll come. He'll come. He'll come to see if you mean what you say. He'll come to see if you really believe when you went out and witnessed to your friend over there and said, did you know you don't have to be sick? Especially when you witness to your friend and say, you know you don't have to be sick. You better look out because next time he sees you, your nose will be running. <laughs> you think I'm kidding you? I said, why does it ever, never fail? I don't, I don't have to see anybody for a year. And I'll walk in divine health and glory be to God. And the first time you see somebody that you've witnessed to, your nose is running. And I say, this maniac just don't know when to quit. Does he? He has no decency. He has no common sense. I mean, you know, he's just plain old ignorant, you know. Especially when you want to get somebody and really give them what, what faith's all about and what, how the Word works. And they come by you and they say, well, I've never been sick and I walk in health. And you're telling me that health and healing is for those that believe and you've got your nose running? That's what the devil does. Say, yeah, it's working too. They say, this guy's flipped. That's exactly what he does. You know, we've got to be wise and harmless. And we've got to take the authority of God's Word and we've got to present it to the people in love 
in truth. But I'll tell you what, friends, before you do, you've got to get it inside your spirit. You've got to get it deep inside your heart. Because people are looking to see, they're looking at you. They're watching you to see one move you make wrong. They're waiting to see. They'll say, you wait till their kids get something on them and then I'll talk and see what they say about it. I mean, you know, Christians talk like that. And God forbid if anything should happen. You think the body would be praying with you? They're laughing behind your back. Ha, ha, ha. Well, they finally got a taste of it. Why? Because, I, I, well, how am I share with you? Somebody told me, and I won't say, I don't know where these things come from, but they come. But somebody wrote me and said, you know, they said, you're too cocky about the full gospel. I said, glory, 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 hallelujah. Amen. That made me just burst inside. Thank God I am. Because it's time somebody took the kingdom before us. It's time somebody believed the fullness of the gospel. And it's time we start living the gospel and not playing games with God. Amen. I believe that. I mean, I want to walk this walk. I want to walk in the light of God's love. I want to live it. And I want to walk every day on, my, on this earth healthy. I like what I heard someone say. They says, you know, even, the, even those that walk and have grown to a place of maturity in Christ and walk in this and been walking in it for 30, 40, 50 years, they said they even have an opportunity to be sick. Have an opportunity, but they don't. See, as long as you're operating down here, he's coming at you. And if he catches you off guard, he may slap something on you. And that's why you may have to get back on your feet by getting yourself into the Word of God for about three days and just staying in there and just cutting out all outside activity. But this is how it works. There's healing in the Word. There's healing in His wings. And he's talking about being filled with the Word and walking in the presence of the Almighty God. Walking in the light. Walking in the love of God. Every step. When you realize that every step you take out of love is in darkness, you better watch out because you know them fiery darts are really, you're open for them fiery darts of the devil. You're going to make sure that you walk on the straight and narrow because when you realize that it's your walk in Him and your walk in the Word that's going to keep you walking in divine health, you're going to get down to it. I like this here. Did you ever notice that once you grow to a place that you don't use let's say medicine or, or things like that that you once used to use, sometimes you think you're just going to fall back and say, well, I'll just go ahead and use this. I'm too tired to pray. or too... I'll tell you what, your medicine won't work. You know that? You know why? Because you don't have any faith in it anymore. When you've grown to a place of your, your faith is in God's Word in a certain area, and then you may be just too lazy when you're attacked to the devil to go the... The word, taking the route of the word, and then you say, well, I'm going to drop back and just take a little bit of this aspirin or this aspirin or medicine or whatever. It won't work for you. It'll get to a place that that medicine won't work in your body no more because you have no faith in it. Now, we're going to bring out some things about healing that I think we need to know. Just talk about it. Just see how there's healing in the word. And I'll just share some of these things. I know we've shared them before, but that's all right. We need to hear and hear and hear. Just to give you some testimonies, just to show you how... And we're going to get back to this message in a minute. But just to show you how the Word works when you put your faith and trust in it. Now, I used to be to a place that I had terrible, I mean terrible sinus trouble. I mean to tell you, it was just horrible. I'd go to work sometimes and 
You know, you just get that drainage, that sinus drainage, and before you know it, you'd get strep throat and the flu, and it's it, it just, just terrible. And the thing was worse, I had all other things wrong, like they couldn't give me this, they couldn't give me that because it affected my system. They couldn't give me penicillin, penicillin because I'd break out in all kind of rash or big swell up or something like that. And I wasn't saving or anything, and I said, well, dear God, I said, well, I'm, I'm, anyhow, all I can do is just sit here and suffer. So when I got saved, I started seeing what the Word said. I said, well, if the Word is medicine to all my flesh, and all i got to do is just take as much of that Word as I want and just can fill up my body with that medicine of God's Word, that's what I'll do. And so one day I was on, was on the night shift, and I went off to work, and, and uh, I had a terrible... It just started drained and drained all day long. And I was, what happened to me? I was on a night shift. I mean, if there's any time you don't want to go to work, it's when you're on the night shift when you're like that. And my throat just completely closed. I couldn't even swallow some. I couldn't even swallow to eat. I mean, it just was a constant thing. It would just drain and drain and drain and drain and drain and drain. Well, it just, I mean, it drained. And my throat was just closed shut. I couldn't even talk. You know what I'm talking about. If you ate a piece of toast, look out, you jumped about three feet up in the air. Well, that's just the way it was, you know. And so I found out here now, see, God will meet you where you're at, friends. I don't believe this here business about, you know, you've got to wait till you go to a certain place of spirituality before God can work in your life. I don't believe that. If you'll find a scripture in there and jump on that thing and don't get off of it, it'll work for you. And so I found Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. And I says, well, the word is medicine to all my flesh. It says it right there in the Bible. I says, well, now, Lord, you couldn't lie if you said it's medicine to all my flesh. So I went to work. And I wanted to go to sleep so bad. And uh, I says, I'm not going to do anything but read this gospel of John for medicine for all my flesh if there's healing in the Word. And so I read chapter 1. And I read chapter 2. And I read chapter 3. And I read chapter 4. And as I went on chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter, I was reading it slow. I just took my good old time reading it and I said, I'm just reading this for medicine for all my flesh in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. By the time the sun came up in the morning and I finished the Gospel of John, very slowly, just reading it and meditating, I had no lumps in my throat. I was completely healed. Completely healed. Just through reading that one Gospel. And I walked... I walked off the job, came home, ate what I wanted to eat, went to bed. Perfectly normal. I mean, you, strep throat doesn't go away in, in, over a period of six hours. I mean, it just doesn't go away like that. I mean, there wasn't one sign of it left in my body. But you say, well, well, you know, do you do that all the time? No, I don't do that all the time. Because now I do it before it comes. And if I have any inkling that it's coming, you've got to double up on your reading and stay in the Word of God before it gets that bad. But what I'm trying to show you is this. If you will hear something through God's Word, believe it and do it. Some will say, I heard someone else say that and you're saying the same thing. So what? Jesus said it first. If it worked for Jesus, if it worked for Him, it'll work for me. I'm not proud. You know that's really proud. I heard someone say, you shouldn't copy other, people, other person's messages or, or sermons. I said, I'm sorry, but he copied Jesus. Right? And if I share something with you, go tell somebody. Go get somebody delivered. Go get somebody healed. Don't say, I said it. Don't even say, I said it. Just say, the Word of God says so. We 
have never proved God or proved His Word in our own lives. I says, I'm going to, I'm going to grab a hold. I didn't even think twice about doing something else. I says, I'm going to read this gospel until I'm healed, period. When you get like that with God, He's going to meet you. Sounds like you think, you know, you think you're, people say you're arrogant or you're being boastful. No, you're not. You are believing God's Word. And you are daring the devil. Stepping out in the devil's face and saying, God's Word is true and I don't care what you bring my way. The Word has healing in it. And that's why, friends, a lot of people, and I say this with all humility. I never really went more than two times to have hands, two or three times, I think, to have hands laid on me. Every time I wanted to, I always said, well, I'm healed. Now, I don't say that against anybody. I'm just telling you this. I said, I wanted to. And I said, well, well, why should I go? I'm healed. I'm healed. The Word says I'm healed. I just read the Word. That's my medicine anyhow. I said, I want to be independent, you know. I mean, you might be a place where there's nobody lay hands on you someday. Then I began to see that you can go further into healing, into divine health, and really stay to a place that the Word living big in you and walking in God's love will keep you in a place of divine health. And I said, this is what I want. This is the route I want to take in life. Because when you're walking in that kind of health, friends, you, you'll magnify God all the time. Your joy will be full all the time. You ever see anybody laying down on a bed just glorifying God that they're laying on their back, flat on their back with the flu or something? I've never done it. The last thing you want to do is, when you're on your back is worship God or read the Word. You say, how can you say that? I'll tell you just like this. Most people won't read it when they're not on their back. Huh? I said most people don't like to read it when they're not on their back, let alone when they are. We walk by faith. I say there's healing in that word because God said there's healing in that word. He said there's medicine to every part of your flesh inside that word. If there is, like Jeremiah said, let's eat it. Jesus said, you've got to eat my flesh. The body was broken for your healing, wasn't it? When we take communion, don't we recognize the body was broken for our healing, our physical healing? We should partake of that and receive it into our spirits. So there's healing in the Word and there's healing in His wings. Now, I said all that and I wanted to get into all this. Go to John 4. Anybody that will be a doer of the Word, the Word will do it for them. If a person will be a doer of God's Word, and what we're going to do is we're going to name some sicknesses and diseases. Let me give you one right now. Let's start right here. You open up over there and we'll share some things with you in John. Blood disease, leukemia, blood pressure, diabetes, bleeding, low blood sugar. Did you know that there's word inside the Bible to heal that stuff? Some says, I've been to this ministry, I've been to that ministry, I've been had laid hands on me, I had laid hands on me here, over there, over there, I prayed, I prayed, I've done this, I've done that, but did not go to the Word. I'll read them to you, write them down. You won't have time for all this. Ezekiel 16, 6. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. And bleeding has been known to stop instantly, just like that. 
Blood began to run normally just like that. Sugar, pressure, the blood count was normal just like that. When a person got that deep inside their spirit, there's another one, Joel 321. People don't take time to look the Scriptures up and stands on God's solid rock. His foundation is, is His Word. See? It's not just having prayer. And I want to share something else with you that you might have to go hunting through your Bible for. Jesus never prayed one prayer for healing for anybody. Neither did His disciples or the apostles. Not one prayer was ever prayed over a sick body throughout the whole New Testament. Yeah, not a prayer. You won't find where Jesus under his ministry, and you won't find out where Peter, John, or Paul, rather, in their ministry. It got to the point that James had to finally say, Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, because they weren't walking in the light of it. But you'll never see where Jesus or the apostles prayed a prayer. You'll go through all the Gospels and all the book of, of Acts, and the only thing you're going to hear is a word that was given. Paul, Peter. Peter said to the lame man, Silver and gold have I none, such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. That's not a prayer. Paul said, Stand up right on thy feet. That's not a prayer. Jesus said, Hold your peace and come out of him. That's not a prayer, is it? Jesus said, Wilt thou be made whole? Arise, take up your bed and walk. That's not a prayer. I'll show you every instance that Jesus ever got anybody healed. It was through touch or speech, but never prayer. No prayer. And sometimes we're just praying and praying and praying when we should be saying and saying and saying, Blood live! Blood live! I command you to live, blood. You say, you sound a little fanatical. Well, that's, I'd rather be fanatically healed than, you know, sick. Joel 3.21, did we read that? For I will cleanse their blood that I have not cleansed, for the Lord dwelleth in Zion. He's cleansed my blood, He's cleansed my blood, He's cleansed my blood, hallelujah. Think about it. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And I was unclean, but blessed be God, I'm cleansed and my blood is cleansed. Blood, so therefore I command you to live in Jesus' name. Low blood sugar, flee from me. Leukemia, flee from me. Diabetes, flee from me. Can you see that? Now, that's the Word. That's all you need is the Word. There's healing in that Word. You say, how's it? I don't know. I didn't write the book. But it works. And I, I have enough sense like this. If it works, do it. Don't you? Now, that's for that. Over here in John 4, we'll see another, another instance. I'll give you some more. You take the Scriptures, if you're having any area in the blood, then you look up all the Scriptures that pertain to the blood. And you begin to quote them and quote them and say them and say them and say them and say them. If you have any area in your feet, look up every, every scripture that talks about the feet. We'll give you a lot about some certain scriptures to show you. In John 4, we'll give you an example of how Jesus... This is the second miracle that Jesus ever performed. Second... Well, I'll call it a healing. Look at, look, let's take a look at verse 46. John 4, 46. 
So Jesus then came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come and lay down, or come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him. Now, if you want to walk in the area, if you first of all want to walk in healing, and second of all, if you want to pray for or say for people to be healed, look at what the Master said, because he said, the works I do, you shall do also. And so I'm going to have to find out how he did them. Look what he said to this fellow. Well, except you see signs and wonders, you won't believe. The nobleman said, Sir, my, come down here, my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go your way, your son liveth. Not a prayer. Not a prayer. But you want to see the most important thing about that statement? Look at the next few words. And the man believed the... What? There's healing. He said his word and healed them. There is scripture. There's a word of God for every area of your body in that Bible. And you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit of faith and a little bit of, you know... Getting out of our laziness to find all the scriptures. You know, I think more of anything it's an act of obedience. Of anything, I think, just like Naaman. Why did he have to go in the river Jordan and dip seven times? Why couldn't he just say, be healed right there? Why did the blind man have to go to wash in the pool of Siloam? What for? Jesus was right there. Why did he have to go there? Obedience. Will you do it? You know what I found out? Something, friends. You let your word level get low, and before you get healed, your word level will have to get high. Did you hear? It'll linger, it'll linger, it'll linger until you get your nose deep inside God's word and start to fill up your spirit, man, with the word of God, because that's the way it works. He believed the word. If you believe there's healing in the word, then find the word for your ailment and start speaking to your blood right now. If you have an area in blood... Just start saying the word. Blood, live. The Lord has cleansed my blood. Look up the scriptures. Blood, live. I have a blood transfusion. The blood of Jesus flows through my veins. Blood, I command you to live. I have clean blood. Glory, hallelujah. And then get joyful and begin to shout. You've got to fill up your spirit with this. Your blood need, if it has a need, if it has a, a need, uh, whatever the need might be, you begin to... Take the place of the medicine with the Word of God. You'll get to a point that the, that the Word of God will override the medicine and you won't need the medicine. Now listen how I said this, will you please? Because as I said, if you don't grab a hold of this correctly, people are going to go off into areas of foolishness and I don't want to see you do that. I said there comes a time that we are going to have to take the initiative to fill our spirits with the Word of God in the area whatever you're believing God for. Until the Word of God will take the place of the medicine that you're using. And when you know inside your spirit that you are delivered and set free, then it's time to walk off into the water and believe God. Now, I didn't say to go and throw away your medicine first before you get your spirit built up. Now, I didn't say that, so don't go do that. But I'm saying this, if you depend on it forever, you may never get healed. You may never get your healing. Myself, and I say this, like I said, with all humility. Myself, personally, I'm just share this with you, my, per, my own personal life. When I got saved, I've not had a drop of medicine in me since I got saved. Don't ask me why. I just, from the, from the day I got saved, I don't care what came my way. 
I don't care what the worst, I don't care what came my way. I went to the Word, went to the Word, stayed in the Word. I got along just fine. I mean that. I found some other things out that you might want to know. Leading doctor wrote and said, these people that take all this garbage for their colds and flus and, and all this and that, you know what he said? He says, they make them linger longer. You know that's right? Because when we took BJ up there and had him checked out, BJ went back after that 10 days. They said, he's got an ear infection. I says, the ear infection can't live in his body. Well, this other child had ear infection also, and they was getting prescribed all this medicine. Took them both back. She says, whatever you did, it worked. I said, I know. But I overheard because the other girl was, it was out in the lobby there, and the other girl, well, the, the doctor was working on her. She said, well, I want you to take her off the medicine. She's all right. She's better, but there's still some of this. There's still some of that. Take her off the medicine now because the medicine's making it linger. It's making her get congested because of all that stuff that's in the medicine. And so that child's thing lingered on and lingered on. BJ was, oh, he was healed from the first day. And all it did was give you faith in something. As soon as you got there and got the medicine, you said, what a relief. Now listen, don't go off and say I'm preaching against medicine because I'm not. I am preaching truth and telling you there comes a time if you want to walk in divine health and be free from the world system, you've got to make a decision. You've got to replace it, though, with the Word. You've got to put on the Word and put off the other things. That's for the blood. Well, I'll give, you another, I'll give you another one. That's the blood. Let's look at the bones. If you want, close your Bible. Get a piece of paper out. Write this down. This is for the Word. Isaiah 58, 11. And the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy the, thy, your soul in drought and make fat your bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Moisture to the bones. Healthy bones. Okay? Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Okay? Proverbs 16, 24. That's what it is. It tells you that pleasant words are as a honeycomb. It's health to your bones. You want to know why some people got rotten bones? You want to know why? Listen to how they talk. Listen to how they talk about people. Proverbs 16, 24. Look it for yourself. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. You know, envy rotteneth, rotteneth the bone. Did you know that? There's a lot of people that are dying from bone diseases because of their mouth. Now, that's only two, two scriptures. Let's look at another one. Job 40.18 His bones are as strong pieces of brass. His bones are like bars of iron. Psalm 34.20 He keepeth all his bones, and not one of them is broken. Ephesians 5.30 For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his... What? Of his bones. Did you grab that one? Did you grab a hold of that? Of his bones. Of his bones. Let me go a step further than that. Your body's not yours anyhow. It's been bought with a price. It's God's. So they're his bones. Go walk around your house shouting, Now I got the bones of Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. I've got the bones of Jesus. See, we don't take God's word seriously. The healing is in the word. Bones. Tongue. 
Pleasant words are as a honeycomb. Okay? Health to your bones. I got the bones of Jesus. Well, let's get another one. Your heart shall rejoice and your bones shall flourish like an herb. And the hand of the Lord shall be known towards his servants. Isaiah 66, 14. Okay, burns. Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. You ladies, you need that for your kids. You get that word and you speak it over that child if they stick their hand on something and get a little burn on them. I mean that seriously. Take God's word serious. Sometimes I believe we just don't take God's word serious enough. That's all there is to it. He said he'll protect you from the burns. Look at the next one. This is in Daniel. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Daniel, Daniel 3, 17 through 28. If it be so that you throw us into the fire furnace, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. And they were cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace, and flame of fire slew the men that took them up, uh, took up the men of God. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell down, bound in the midst of a burning fire furnace. And the king was astonished and said, "Did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt and no form of the and the form of the fourth is like the son of God. There was no hurt, there was no smoke, there was nothing on them. Why? Because the Lord protected them from the burning fire furnace." Take it literally. Think about that. I bet you John, the beloved, was studying that when they put him in the boil inside of that oil. Tradition says they did. Something the Spirit of God just showed me, and I shared it with some of you. That guy was walking so much in the love of God that if it's true that they threw him into the boiling oil to, to boil him, to cook him, he had love so manifested in his mortal flesh that Zoe had swallowed up his mortal body that his body wasn't subject to death at that time. Wasn't even subject to it. Can you imagine that? Wasn't even subject to death. See, we're talking, we're talking about a lifestyle. We're not just talking about playing games. We're talking about a lifestyle. You, if, we're going to go through a lot of these things. We're going to talk about many things in the area. We're going to talk about scriptures that actually pertain to certain things. Certain parts of your body. If you have an area in blood, take these scriptures and eat those scriptures. Meditate them, memorize them, speak them, and just say them continually and continually. And start right now. I'll say something right now. If you want to learn how to walk with God right, when you hear a truth, do it now. When you hesitate, you're showing your doubt. I mean that. You start right today. Simone, now how, how did you learn all this stuff in four years? How did you do it? How did you do, how did you do this? Every time I learned something, I did it. I didn't care what you thought about me. I didn't care what anybody else thought about me. I, I said I'm like a sponge. When I find out what the, when the Word of God says something, I don't care if a little kid came up and told me. I say, glory to God, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm not proud. You think I want to know something just so you don't know it? I'll tell you everything I know and then some. Hallelujah. So you can go out and do the same thing. Amen. That's God's Word. It works. It'll work for you. We're going to study every healing scripture that, where Jesus delivered somebody from sickness and disease and healing, in healing and, and demons and everything. You never see a prayer prayed. All you'll see is a word spoken. When the person obeyed the word spoken, listen, when the person obeyed the word spoken, deliverance came. Deliverance came. Deliverance came. All he did was spoke it. 
We can get to a place, beloved, that we believe that the words we speak will produce life, health, healing, and deliverance. And when you realize that and put God's word in your mouth, it will be total deliverance in every circumstance of your life. I remember the story that Brother Hagin told, and it, it just, I think it's so appropriate. When his little niece was, when his niece had a baby, and the baby was born deformed. As a matter of fact, they said it was even too ugly to even look at. They said, you can't even, it doesn't even look like a baby. They wouldn't even show it to the parents and said, it'd be dead in no time. Just forget it. Don't even look. And uh, she went home and called, or she had someone in the room there go home and call. That was with her. And called Brother Hagen on the phone and said, told him the story. And he said, on the other end of the line, he said, she'll not die but live. You go tell her Uncle Ken said, she'll not die but live. And she'll be perfect. And the lady said, you don't understand what I just said. I said the baby's not even a normal baby and it's not even formed right. It can't possibly live. He said, you just go tell her that Uncle Ken said. The child will not die, but live. Walked into the hospital room and told her what Uncle Ken said. Two minutes later, the nurse came running in and said, You can see your baby. You can see your baby. You can see your baby. We just stood there and looked over baby. It blew up like a balloon. Blew up like a balloon. Those words produced life. And that baby became normal right before their eyes. If we think seeing an arm or a leg grow something, can you imagine seeing an uncompleted child form right in your very presence? Well, get ready because I believe God that we're getting so saturated inside the Holy Word of God and we believe God's Word. You know, I have patience. Do you? The Word's going forth. The Word's going forth. The Word's going forth. The Word's going forth. He said, faint not, you're going to reap. I don't care what, it's going to happen. See, I don't have to see anything to believe God's Word is true. But because you believe it inside your heart, you're going to see great and wondrous things. Mighty things are going to be said. Yes. Of those that dare believe that the Word of God is true. You'll be unaware of the fact that you're releasing faith from your heart. No, it'll be an everyday occurrence. You'll know the Word of God like the back of your hand. You'll quote the Word of God unconsciously. You'll just walk to and fro throughout all the areas of your life and you'll speak the Word only and the Word will flow forth from your spirit in love. And that Word will produce creative power and those around you will be affected and they shall be delivered at your Word. Many will be healed, many will be delivered, and many will be set free and healings will take place right on the streets. Not only in public assembly. But right out there where people live. And you'll be so bold, you'll not be ashamed to walk into other areas of business and just to call people out when the Spirit of God leads us and say, you will rise up in Jesus and walk. A boldness will rise up deeper inside your heart, just like the days gone by when the disciples and the apostles walked upon the face of the earth and they just walked boldly and listened to the voice of the Spirit and said, arise up in Jesus Christ, make it the whole, and you'll do the same thing. Because the Word will be part of your life. It'll be in union with your spirit. And your spirit in union with Him. That's how it is. And if we don't take the time to find out every scripture about healing, what is that showing us? We mustn't really believe it. 
So we're going to start to pick apart healing scriptures, see how Jesus did it, see how the apostles did it, see how the Word teaches us to do it. Jesus set the example, didn't He? Preaching, teaching, and healing. And He never healed anybody by prayer. That's amazing. Never by prayer. That's what we're going to do. Are you ready for it? Are you ready to get to be word, word fanatics? Someone says, you know, you know, dear sister, I went to the doctor and the doctor told me that my, my blood count was And you'll say, blood love! Without any reservation. Cleanse that blood, Lord! Why? Because it will be part of your spirit. Someone will say, well, you know, my just bones seem to, seem to creak when I, you know. You'll say, wholesome tongue's the tree of life. And your good tongue is going to cause health and healing to your bones. And a person that's a wise man will take that word and live by it and their bones will be healed right on the spot. If a person will do it. Now, when people say, friends, that they've been in the Word, they haven't been in the Word. They haven't applied the Word. They've tried to apply prayer and just pray that, dear God, something would happen, something would fall down from heaven and just zap them right where they was at. And some, too many times, we want to see spectacular things happen when at all the time the Father says you can have the supernatural every day of your life. Hallelujah. It's supernatural to walk in the health and, health and divine health of God, isn't it? I'd rather have the supernatural than I didn't have to have any kind of a miracle happen to me. Just let the Word flow through your bones. And if you read the, all the Scriptures, you'll find out that everywhere He said and made a promise of health and healing, you'll find out that those conditions are usually, keep my Word in your, before your face, keep it in your heart, and have mercy and compassion towards your brothers and sisters. Amen? I didn't even get started. What are we going to do now? I have to wait till Wednesday. But listen, I mean this. I mean, you know, you could, you could have what you want from God's Word, but I want, I want to stay healthy. And I'm not going to get fooled by a counterattack of the devil because we don't preach it enough to where people go off and they get diseases upon their body and it's too late for them to really get back into the Word of God to get delivered from it. I'm not waiting for that. You better grab a hold of all the health and healing you can get right now while you're walking on two good feet. I mean that. And you fill up your spirit with it because I'll tell you, you're to glorify God in your body. And I'm going to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.